Yeah, sorry, Anikid. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, how's everything? Everything's well. Yourself? The program on Sunday was quite nice. Excellent. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Yeah, enjoyed it. So, when did you get involved with this? Side of the when? Yeah. Uh, when, let's see, let me think now. Uh, about, I studied for about eight years here, Sunday really? class. Really? Yeah, in St. John's Wood. And then I went to the ashram a couple of times, then I joined the three-year course. And I came back two years ago. Eight years is a long time. And then I joined the three-year course. Yeah, no, no, lovely. Well done, mate. Well done. So about 14 years, I think. No, 12 years. Gosh. A change of lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. A lot of happiness, I hope. Yep, for sure. No, no, that's wonderful. Good news. All good news. And how are you finding it? Uh, enjoying it. Uh, the confidence that you've got and the way you portray it, uh, it's very different and very enjoyable rather than pressured into certain things or you know look at it this way or do as i tell you not what yeah not what i do but do what i tell you <laughs> you know things like that yeah this is for whoever wants to take it takes it whoever doesn't you know, yeah it's like that you can't force anyone life is full of choice yeah and uh I think most of this topic is about choice, isn't it? Uh, it's about desires, but another word for it is choice. What yeah, do you want to do? With? Yeah, exactly. And you, you, you decide what you want, you know. Yeah. Either you let your intellect sort it out or... Go by the mind. Yeah. Uh, I'm so just worried other people might be listening. <laughs> that's all right. So it's basically you, you are in control of your life. That's what we teach. I'm very impressed I with way. Is that Aruna talking or somebody else? Oh, Ruth, like, I sorry, I didn't. Ah, you're, in, in, you're in our conversation. Who's that? Rule breakers. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of that. Aruna. Everyone can you hear us? Yes, yes. Is so it? Are you both in different rooms or something? Yeah, yes. I'm in my office downstairs. Oh, I see. And she's upstairs. Yeah. yeah, well, that's good because spiritual path is... You can't take anyone with you. You can only go on your own. So you started from scratch on your own. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think she's done quite well. Uh, she's way ahead. I, I need to find a system that works for me that I can catch up. We've got a long way to go. Long yeah. Way. yeah. Now the rule breakers was my grandchildren. We were they were doing a quiz. And I was doing yeah. a quiz with them, and they uh, they wanted to call themselves rule breakers. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. So I went to ask my son, "How do I change the name?" <laughs> I didn't realize he's going to come up as rule breakers. Right. Right. Are you okay? Yeah. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks. I started wearing my uniform again because uh, I don't know when I'd go back into classroom. But we all in ashram, we all have to wear a uniform. Everyone wears the same uniform, basically. Yeah, I noticed in the videos. Yeah. So I, when I started with the Zoom classes, I never put it on. But I thought, well, you know what? I better I forget how to wear a dhoti. Otherwise, if I don't uh, put it on, <laughs> I forget. That's nice. Yeah. So do everybody wear this uniform there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's standard. Yeah. For all, all meals and all classes. These, so I mean, he spoke well. Yeah. Yeah, he spoke good English. Uh, for 93, he did very well. Well, absolutely. Um, you know, if we can remember even a small percentage of what he can, at that age, then we're really good. But uh, no, I mean, if you watch his other videos, he's very, very, uh, uh, you know, his talk, the way he talks is very, very good. Yeah, he's showing his age, you know. No, no, he's still, he's got a vision. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So, who takes over after him? Is there anybody? Um, 
there's a there's a gentleman there um, who studied under him and his daughter. And his daughter. Yeah, daughter teaches as well and runs classes. What's his name? Her name. Uh, his name. Swami Patasati. Yeah, I think I seen his uh, videos. Yeah, so Swami Patasati, that's the person he saw speaking. Yeah. And then he's got a daughter as well. Okay, okay. And uh, she's been trained from a young age as well. That's excellent. Mm. So, you know, he said we passed it. We sorry? He said, Swamiji said, you know, you should be trained between the age of eight and nine. Yeah. Yeah. So at our age, he said, anybody over 40, give up. Yeah. He's just uh, joking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just joking. Yeah, I, I thought it was quite serious. Uh, you know, you, you people, you people have enjoyed yourself, had fun of your fun, and uh, I think what he means is that it's more difficult. Sorry, what he means is more difficult. It takes more effort. It is. It is to change somebody oh. at different ages. Because it, when they're young, it's easier to, um, you know, um, train them. But yes. when you're older, you've got so many uh, already um, ideas. That you're living by and you've yes. accepted so it's difficult to change that so you know in in, in my next step is how do i teach my grandchildren yeah how do you first you teach yourself uh, absolutely but uh <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said we passed it so are we thinking more of the grandchildren no you're fine yeah yeah it's okay i'm only i'm also joking yeah whatever you learn you can teach yeah absolutely absolutely then it's down to them I think you've got your class coming up now, is it? Mm. Just wait for a couple of minutes. Okay. Minutes. So it's pretty good. Uh, eight years in it and another three. So what, yeah. about, what about this uh, e-learning? What's he, that could be a steep, isn't it? So it's a three-year three course that is taught in the ashram. You can do it via um, e-learning, meaning all, there's about 300 lectures, which you can watch online. So there's 300 lectures? Yeah. So, which you, they're all about over an hour long, and you can watch them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think all your programs are about an hour long, eh? Yeah, but yeah, you, you really need to like um, been going to class for a, so, some time, and then make sure you're hundred percent sure because a lot of commitment. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so that's why you have to, uh, you know, be, uh, you have to. Uh, it's a big commitment, so you have to be sure. Yes, hundred percent. Because you only get a certain time to watch them. Yes. So do you have conversation with your father about this? My father? Yeah. Um, a little bit. Okay. Okay. Because he's also very religious and uh, yeah. yeah. And there's no conflict of... Uh, no, no, not at all. Con no conflict of interest or anything of that nature. No, no, not at all. That's good news. Your father's always been calm. Nothing bothers him. Nope. <laughs> no, no, it's, in my experience, all these years, yeah, yeah it's very. Uh, yeah, there's no uh, conflicts or anything like that. That's good news. Good news. Okay, what time is it? Seven thirty exactly. Right. We'll start now. Yeah. Oh, 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 to them as well perfect this is for everyone yeah. so whoever's missed uh, the beginning sorry i've got a different book but it's the same book right. 
previous edition. Yeah. All the classes, we're on class 38 this Sunday, but all the previous classes are all available. So if you're starting to read this book from the beginning, um, the lectures are, corresponding lectures are available. Mm. But I'm started with the Bajja Govindam and then I'm on uh, the second lot, uh, the, to do with intellect. Fall of the human intellect. All of the human intellect, yeah, on class eight, I think, yeah. How did you find the Bajja Govindam? Very good, yeah, very good. I think it, yeah, all short. of them, you know, there is a bit of, um, the same kind of theme runs through it, I think, so it's very useful. Yeah. It's short and sweet, so that's why yeah. the only five classes. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, everyone did. Everyone watched Sunday's uh, lecture with Swamiji. If, if you didn't and you want to, it's still available, so you can watch it online. Um, the same. The link is the same. So, Arunavin, you had a question. Do you want to? Uh, can you make it more clearer what exactly you're asking? Right. So in, in the book that I'm reading, uh, it's a different, it's the same book, but different uh, version. So Vedanta yeah. Treaties, and it talks about, I was reading it again, and it was talking about how the self, uh, the street stages, you know, if you're, if you you go from ignorance to to lead yourself to the strength uh, yourself the self um, and and the way to do that is first of all by listening to scriptures or you know engaging with scriptures and that's called shravana and then he's talking about the second phase of ignorance is the lack of understanding so and and that you achieve through uh, knowledge and reflection basically he's saying the knowledge taken it can it's, yeah. you know, it's manana or reflection he called it but the third part where he talks about meditation so i thought well okay so if you've gone through a stage where you um listen to scriptures you can listen to stories being told or you know great sages who talk about different things you know a topic maybe um and then that leads you to the second stage of understanding what they're talking about but the third and the final phase from what my understanding is the fact that we're talking about uh, meditation. So I wanted to know, is this meditation referring to how one meditates, um, like sitting down and just meditating, you know, like how um, they talk about Raj Yoga, you know, the different forms of so, yoga. Or okay. is this meditation about using it on a practical level in everything that we do uh, by looking for the higher, for aiming for the higher? Uh, is okay. that the meditation that is referred to here, or what is the meditation here? Fair enough. Good question. Um, does everyone understand what Urna um, Ben's asking? Um, I think there's another way of uh, um, clarifying that is what role does meditation play? Yeah. Yeah. In in um, when seeking for the, when seeking for the higher i.e. seeking the self, what role does meditation play? Would, it, would that be okay, Aranavid? Yeah, yeah, much better praised, yeah. Okay. No, the reason I say is because if, that's, if that helps, if that um, fulfills yeah, your question, then yeah. so what role does meditation play um, in, in the spiritual journey of seeking the self? And we'll go through what uh, Aranavid just said, because I think it's quite um, important that everyone understands this. It's quite practical. Does anyone have uh, any clarifications on that? Anybody has any clarifications or does everyone understand the question? So um, every, most people are, haven't got their video on. It's only myself, Deepa, and Arunavin. So if anybody, if you want to just uh, step in and just say, it's okay, yeah? Because I can't see your faces, so I wouldn't know what, um, what the situation is. So it's only three of us today, Deepa. 
I'm relying on you. So let me read this um, paragraph. This uh, chapter three, Life, Its Course, is talking about what life is all about. To those who haven't read this, uh, we're on chapter 10 now. But this is earlier on called chapter three. So it talks about um, that there is no happiness in the world. Iron and gold can only buy iron and gold. And not happiness, you can't buy happiness in the world. The only way to gain happiness is by going inwards, seeking the self. And uh, we've given certain examples um, in the last few classes saying that the rich people aren't happy. We ask them, they're not actually happy. They're still searching for something. And that they won't find happiness in the world unless they look within. Uh, I don't know, I'm just giving some context to the, what you're asking, yeah? Um, so you can only gain happiness by looking within. You can never find happiness in the external objects of the world. Do not get duped by the senses. And instead, find the Elysium of happiness within your own self. A human being attains full stature on gaining self-consciousness. Basically, he reaches his goal. Only when rooted in his own self is he fully grown. But if his roots do not dig deep, if they rest in the superficial layers of his personality, his growth is stunted. He will not find true fulfillment in life. So if you, if you just live by your senses and in your mind, body and intellect, then you don't reach your goal. You have to look further within. And he gives the uh, example of a bonsai tree that never grows because the roots aren't grown. So you're spiritually dwarfed. So this is the bit Arunabhin's asking. Hence the knowledge of the self becomes all important in life. And he's saying at present you don't know yourself. Your ignorance has to be dispelled. Ignorance manifests in three distinct phases. Lack of information, lack of understanding, lack of experience. So we're talking in the context of the self now. Yeah. Lack of information, we don't have knowledge of the self. Lack of understanding and lack of experience of the self. So first, lack of information. Is everyone with me, first of all? Yeah, is everyone with me? So he's saying you need to find, you need to seek within the self to find happiness. And now he's showing you how to seek the self. And the problem is these three things, information, understanding, experience. So first of all, you don't know the self. You have to first be informed about it. To get to know, if you need to listen to spiritual masters or study the scriptures, this is known as Shravana, which means listening. Shravana helps you get over the first phase of ignorance. So I'm reverting back to my class notes, which when I conducted this class, and my notes say, to explain this, before you came to class, this class, or you heard about this class, you didn't know anything about self-knowledge. Most of you didn't know. You may have heard of it in some, in some other context, but most of you, we can say, are, were ignorant, just like myself when I first came across it. I was ignorant of the self. Beyond the body, the mind, and beyond the intellect, there is an enlivening factor we call the self. So now, after coming to a few classes, You've been exposed to this class. You, you can say, I know the self. You can't say you don't know it. You've now heard of it. We've described it. We've talked about it. Correct? Yeah, we all, we all now have an, if someone says to you, what is this self? You can say, it is what's within us, Atman, 
limiting factor. You can say that, uh, a few basic things, which you couldn't do before. Yeah. So you now have information. It says ignorance manifests in three phases. Lack of information. You now have information. Then next is understanding. Lack of understanding. You have the knowledge now. You've been informed of the self. The second phase of ignorance surfaces. It is the lack of understanding. You have heard about the self. You cannot say you do not know it, but then you may not understand it. This phase of ignorance cannot be removed by listening or studying anymore. The knowledge taken in can be understood, absorbed only through your independent reflection. The process of reflecting, contemplating upon the knowledge received is called manana, means reflection. So this is the bit we say when we have to study in the morning. The knowledge you gain, for example, on Sunday you come to class, you make notes on what you said, then you would, during the weekdays in the morning, once, twice, three times, or every day, if you've got the capacity, you would go over the paragraph and read the notes so you understand it. This is manana. You then understand it. Yeah? Is that, is that okay? I don't know. Then third is lack of experience. Now, this is a tough one. How do you experience the self? So it says with independent reflection, you may understand the self. But the third and last phase of ignorance lingers, the lack of experience of yourself, the ultimate experience. Realize, realization of self is gained through meditation. This is the bit you're asking. You must maintain a constant awareness of the self. The fixation of thought upon the self to the exclusion of all other thought is meditation. With profound sustained meditation, you get the experience of yourself. You become the self. You attain the everlasting bliss of self. So those are the three phases. So I had an example here, which I gave in the class. Is there any, any clarifications on those three things, first of all? Was that reasonably clear? So what does a meditation look like? Okay, we'll come to that. Okay. So do you understand the first two stages? Yes, yes. Okay, I've got an example for any, just to make it more comprehensive. Well, thank you. So, example I gave was Galapagos, a group of island of Ecuador in South America. Some of you may never have heard of it. Okay. Then you see a program on TV showing all the wildlife on the island. Now, if someone says, have you heard of the Galapagos, Galapagos Island? You say, yes, I've heard of them. Now, if you really want to know more about these islands, you need to study. So you look at Wikipedia, you try to understand, reflect, find out more about it. You may read a book, meaning you put in effort. You understand what animals are on there, how old the island is, the nature of the island. Now you can say, yes, I've heard of this island and I know a lot about these islands. But you haven't been there. You haven't experienced the island. Only when you go there, you can say, I not only know about this island, but I've also experienced this place. It's the same with the self. You heard of it, you now put effort to understand it, but then you have not experienced the self. And to experience the self, you need to do meditation. But these are the three exercises, disciplines. You need to reach the self. Shravana, Manana, Nididhyasana, which are information, understanding, experience. Now we come to meditation. 
How do you meditate on the self? Yeah, the third one we're talking about now, correct? So I have to give the context so people understand what we're talking about here. Yeah. You've come to class, you've read the books, you've read, studied the Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishads, you've reflected on it, and now you want to reach that state. How do you do it? It's saying meditation. How do you meditate on it? That's the question. And now, Arunabin, what is your question on meditation? So is how it, do how I, do you meditate? How do I meditate? Sorry? How do I meditate? How do you meditate? Okay. Yeah. Anybody? That's ultimately the question. How do you meditate on the self? Deepa. Hmm. So the first thing we need to do is get or remove all our desires or most of our desires only then your mind will be stable enough to be able to meditate to be able to be mindful for that one or two even one or two minutes without your mind going everywhere mm -hmm. um i've i've not yet been able to do that okay but then but everyone's meditating all over the world. Everyone's meditating all the time. How do you what, what, how do you answer that? But are they? Are they actually? They, are they? they um, because well, you try to focus. Or they give you a mantra, and you try and focus on that mantra. But even though you're repeating the mantra, your mind is everywhere else. Mm -hmm. So I don't see how. Uh, may, maybe they do find some peace for a little while, but yes, very good. I, fi I find it very, very difficult to be able to just focus yeah. for that long. Um, my mind just starts running away. That's normal. And uh, it runs away because, as you've mentioned, too many desires. Yeah. You, we're too extroverted. Mm. We're not able to control our mind. And this is what meditation is. Mm. It's being able to control the mind on a single thought. And what can control the mind? Intellect. Intellect. So that's why we have to strengthen the intellect. So that when we meditate, we can keep the mind focused on that one mantra. So, the last stage is meditation. So in the Gita, there is a diagram. As Deepa said, first you have to reduce your desires. We're talking about meditation to reach the self here, yeah? No other meditation. We're talking specifically Meditation to reach the self, yeah? So in order to do that, you need to reduce your desires, where you then have only one or two desires. One of them is to reach the state of realization. But how do you get there? This is the spiritual journey. Yeah, This is the spiritual journey to get to that point. See, in the Gita, you've got the three yogas. Bhakti, karma, jnana. Bhakti is devotion. Karma is selfless service. Jnana is knowledge, which is what we're doing, knowledge of the self. So if you practice those three yogas, you then reach a state of meditative. Yeah? You, when you, when you, when you do the three yogas, you become contemplative. You're able to think more because the desires are not taking you everywhere. You're reducing your desires with those three yogas. And when you reduce your desires, you become more contemplative. 
more reflective on, on this subject. Be able to think more of what's beyond this world, what's within. Think more about the self, God. And as you do that, and you reduce your desires, you, the last stage, you become meditative, meaning you have no interest in the world. You have a couple of desires left. That's when you're supposed to meditate. So you have to prepare your mind for meditation. And that's the whole spiritual exercise, preparing your mind for meditation. Only then you can meditate and Meditation is, you take a mantra, we use Aum, for example. Aum is a universal meditative, a word, a universal um, word that you can use for meditation. And you practice on Aum. Aum, Aum, Aum. And you'll see the mind will try to go somewhere else. Instead of Aum, it'll be saying home. Om, just the Om, carry back Om, Om. And if you carry on doing that, eventually, if you're prepared, you will transform into the fourth state. That's the, that's the way they describe it. The last desire drops. And example given is of a pole vaulter. Pole vaulter wants to jump over the bar. He needs the pole in order to be able to jump over the bar, but he can't take the pole with him. So the meditation is like that. You use that to get to the next, next stage, the fourth state. It's a long way to go, but this is good that we understand what the process is because that's the ultimate stage. So right now, our main emphasis should be to remove our ignorance by getting information and then meditate and then um, and then contemplate on the knowledge, reflect on the knowledge, reduce the desires. The last stage, which is experience, can only come when you're ready, when your mind is ready. Does that make sense? Any clarification? No, it's very good. Thank you. Yeah. Does anybody else have any clarifications on that? This is what it says in the Gita, how to do it. I don't have uh, the diagram. Let me just see if I've got the diagram. Uh, I can show you the diagram actually. It might be in the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, there's a very good diagram which explains this. So in the classroom, I used to draw it on the black on the board, and then we used to get rid of the paper. So I don't have it. Let me have a quick look. Can't open the Gita because the 702 verses, I wouldn't have a clue where to look. You put his coat there. Yes. Uh, he might, you know, he might know the, the diagram I'm talking about. Yeah, basically it's uh, Bhakti Yoga, Jnana Yoga, and Dharma Yoga three lines coming from the left-hand side, then you've got the three stages of meditation, then you've got self-realization, and again, there's a circle. Okay. This one? Uh, yeah, what page? It's on page 206. Yeah, I've got it, on the old book. Just yeah. Can everyone see? Uh, okay, I'll hold it up. Can Close everyone up. Everyone see that? Can you, is it clear? 
that you've all got the book, uh, it's in there, but see those three lines here? That says Karma, Bhakti, Jnana, Yoga. Yeah. Chapter seven at the end. Chapter seven. And it's the last page of chapter seven. Karma, Bhakti, Jnana, which leads to withdrawal, withdrawal from the world. Then it leads to concentration. When you're able to concentrate, then you can meditate. And then that you reach the state of samadhi, self-realization. It's the last page of chapter 12. Seven. Chapter 12. Uh, no, it's chapter 12. Chapter 12, sorry, chapter 12. Chapter 12. I was going to say chapter 7, we already covered it. Yeah. <laughs> last page of chapter 12. The thing is, there's different books. Everyone's got a different book. And when you've got one new edition, I've got an old edition, and some people have got the full works, which has got 10 books in one. I've There's put a picture page. in our group. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's how it's done. Yeah, thanks, Deepa. Now, the question is, everyone, everyone meditates at the moment. Meditation is a craze. And that the whole world is doing it. Praise the world over his meditation. Please do, people do not want to study or listen to lectures, much less wish to reflect or contemplate. They are averse to any form of effort, exertion. They want an easy way to divinity, and look for shortcuts to Godhood. This is a mistake. Do not fall a prey to it. You must methodically follow the procedure of Shravana, Manana, and Nididhyasana. To get rid of your ignorance, you would then gain spiritual enlightenment, the ultimate goal of life. So people who are meditating right now, they have no concepts of desire, self, and they get frustrated with meditation, some of them, they can't deal with it. Because your mind isn't ready, it's full of agitations due to unfulfilled desires. You sit for five minutes and it's difficult to concentrate. Your mind will jump to something and you can't control it. Only one thing can control the mind and hold it in one place, the intellect. That's why we say develop the intellect. Only then you can meditate and reach the self. So the moment people meditate, it keeps the mind calm. It helps them. It's like a tool. There's nothing wrong with it. People use it as a tool. I myself have done the 10, 10 day Vipassana meditation where you do it in total silence for 10 days uh, at a center. Once you take your vow on the first day, you do not talk until the 10th day. And the whole day from 4 a.m. till eight o'clock, it's just meditation, the whole day, 10 days. And it's not easy because your mind's not ready. But people feel great afterwards. After 10 days, people feel amazing. And for four or five days, it stays with you. But slowly, as you get back into the world, it's gone. That feeling is gone. That, euph that uh, euphoria feeling is gone because you're back in the world. It's not permanent. This is what I'm saying. It's great. I mean, you know, if anybody gets a chance to do the Vipassana meditation, I recommend it. It calms the mind, but it's temporary. Soon as another desire pops up, you're back to agitations. So there's nothing wrong with meditating. You can use it to help you. Swami Tapavan says you should sit for a few minutes every day and practice thinking of the self. But the true goal of meditation is to experience the self. Just like yoga, you know we say yoga, people do yoga. The, the, the actual reason for yoga is to get your physical body fit so you can sit and meditate. That was the purpose of yoga. But we're now using it for physical fitness. There's nothing wrong with it. But that was, yoga means to reunite. Reunite with what you've moved away from, which is the self. So 
the original reason for having yoga is to become fit. Your body can sit on the floor to meditate. Hold on a minute. Yeah, I was thinking, when I read this, I thought because meditation is so difficult, um, I was wondering whether there was the way to get around it or, or, or at least to help yourself is to, is to look for uh, meditation could be equal to always looking for the higher, doing your best and aiming for the high, uh, high in everything you do. So that becomes like meditation. Because sitting down and just focusing and concentrating, just meditating like that can be very, very, very difficult to achieve. It is very difficult to achieve. But what you're talking about is two different things. Right. So when we say meditation, in this context, we're talking about sitting down yeah. and focusing your mind on one thought. Mm. Yeah? This is meditation. But what you're talking about now is thinking of the high in everything. Whatever role you're playing in the world, thinking of the self in anything you do. Mm. So you meet children, you meet um, your colleagues, you meet people on the street, you, you understand that everyone is the self. Good, bad. The best in everyone, everyone. seeing yeah. the best everyone in everyone. Everyone is the self. So if you identify with the self, then, then you're thinking of the self all the time. Yeah. Which is, which is great. I mean, that's, that's the way of um, identifying with that. And that's the whole goal as well. Then whoever you see, whoever you meet, you don't judge anyone because you know what enlivens them, enlivens me. So it's a very good practice if we can maintain that. It will bring you a lot of peace and happiness. But that's the whole idea. Does anybody want to add anything to uh, help Arunabhan? Any questions or clarifications of what we've discussed today? So I had to turn it into a class today because this is a topic that uh, is difficult to debate on without knowing the facts. And since there's only a couple of us in the class, <laughs> there's not I can't I can't ask Deepa for everything. <laughs> Jyoti, does do you understand what we said? Yes, I do. It's um, quite good. Um, I think it was a very good topic, actually, Aruna, then about uh, meditation and the truth behind the meditation. And I like to think I meditate every day. But after listening to this, um, you're right. We don't. I don't think we do it properly. I don't think we... Uh, we, we like to think we do and what you said is 100% right about it being a fad about it being something that's really um, the in thing at, mm. at the moment and I, I, I think I'd like to have a go at real meditation because I think yeah. it would bring me some inner peace um, not just with what's happened this year but just in life in general like we're just in a rat race every single day um, you know, an excuse for everything about everything we do. And maybe we do need to slow down. Uh, and maybe lockdown has showed us all that we do need to slow down and truly meditate and the true ways of meditation, not just the fad of meditation. Yeah. Well, not everyone is privy to this subject, unfortunately. You know, <laughs> true. Uh, I'll try to spread the word as much as I can because I've enjoyed it a lot. But, you know, and people meditate what, from what they know, and it probably does bring them some temporary peace and happiness, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, Everybody, can do it. You know, everybody can do that. It's a tool. You have a hard day at work. If you sit for 10, 15 minutes in a quiet spot, eyes closed, and darks, you know, turn the lights off and just relax and think, it has to do you some good. I, I can give you a real life example today. Um, I had to go, I had to be at a um, meeting for one o'clock, but I got there early because I'm someone that doesn't like to be late. And um, in my mind, while I was driving there, I was like, no, no, I'm going to get this, this and this done because I've got 
uh, the time because I'm going to be early. But I parked the car and I thought to myself, you know what, I'm not. I'm not going to do the things that I said in my head about uh, this, this and this. I'm just going to sit and I'm going to reflect and spend that time. Maybe, a li- maybe we can call it a little form of meditation, but... Yeah. Before that meeting at two or at one or whatever time it was, I just gave myself that time. Yeah. It's calming the mind. Yeah, definitely. I actually did that today. Because it runs around everywhere before you know it. It's taken over. So you're just sitting there, calm calm the mind down a bit. And so what if I didn't get to do the ten things that I had planned to do and I only did two before I'd get very agitated about not getting those ten things done. But mm. You know, I prioritized the things that needed to be done out of the 10. And if the other eight wasn't a priority, but at least sitting in the car for half an hour was, you know, I, I, I've gained and learned something. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll never stop. See, it will continue all the time unless you stop it. Yeah. You know? And um, these are tools that if you learn, you'll be able to achieve a lot more and you'll be calm, happy, peaceful. I'm trying. <laughs> and you're on the you're on the right path, and um, you know, but nothing comes without effort. True, it's very true, very true. Everybody has to put in the effort. You know, and that can I, only come from yourself. No one can help you put that effort in. It has to come from you yourself. You know, you can come to all the classes for years unless you put the effort in of manana. Yeah, you get all the shravana, all the knowledge, but unless you reflect on that knowledge, you you won't you won't be able to live with live by that knowledge. I agree. You won't be able to absorb it. For that, you need to put the effort in. Thank you, Aruna Ben, for this uh, topic today. Not at all. Thank you. I, I like. Uh, thanks for everybody for the contribution. There's so many questions I have, but I won't take it up with so many, many questions. Yeah, I saw the other one. I just, I just finished thinking of this one, then it just popped another one. I left to think about it. Oh, I think we'll leave that for another day. I'm sure other people will have things to ask. Yeah, As I'm reading, I, I, there's all these questions that pops up, and I'm writing things all over the place, and it's been a wonderful experience, actually. Yeah. Um, and these questions, we make them relevant, so if, it helps everyone the way we conduct it is that so it helps everyone um, and gives them a bit of more knowledge you know whatever question anyone has everyone can ref- identify with that question that's the beauty of it yeah it's not only to one person everyone can identify with it so that's what um, the process is and that's the end goal meditation but the whole journey, as you go on the journey, the, the side effect is peace and happiness. You know, the, the more you reflect on it, the more you absorb, it, it relates to peace and happiness. And some of you have been studying this subject for a few years, and I think you'll probably confirm that it is, it is life-changing if you allow it to. Deepa, is it life-changing? In simple words, yes. There you go. And she's been coming to class for a couple of years now. But you need to put the effort in. When did the classes start? They, did they start from, because uh, on the podcast, they started in, uh, I think, February or March 2019? Um. 2019, yeah, I came back end of, so they started a year before that. Oh. Um, first it was at my brother's house in Kenton, and then we've got a place um, at Kenton, that, um, um, uh, Kenton Circle, I think it was called. Um, but um, the, the one book before that we did was a budget, uh, was a, uh, Governing Business and Relationships. So there's another book called Governing Business and Relationships, which is made more for people who aren't really into the subject, but they want some practical tips on how to uh, at work, business and relationships. Mm. Yeah. So we did that, but we didn't record it at the time. Mm. 
They're on Amazon and I bought some books back with me from the ashram, which I, I have still. So if, any, if you want any of the other books, um, I have them while stocks last. Um, they're very expensive on Amazon. Um, I because, did look because yeah. even like it'd be nice to have another copy of the Vedanta treaties, the one we're doing, because yeah. I'm writing all of the place on this one. But uh, that's fine. Thinking um, maybe to get other copies or so. But if you've got the other spare ones, then please let us know. Then yeah, we can I have. Them. Yeah, thank I've you. Um, Vedanta treaties is sold out now. Okay. Um, but like I said, they're available on Amazon, but they're very expensive because they have to be transported, VAT, duty, and mm. Amazon charge like 25%. So that's why they're expensive, you see. Yeah. The ones I gave you guys was um, books I bought back with me in my suitcase. That's why I got it at the Ashram price. But I do have the other books. Yeah, thank you. Any other questions, clarifications? general topic discussions, we've got 15 minutes. Uh, any questions on Swamiji's lecture, if everyone saw it? Just, just a clarification. Yeah. You said it's a side effect. Mm -hmm. uh, it, sh it should be a reward. Mm -hmm. um, the reward is there if you put the effort in, absolutely. But what we're saying here is that if you just follow the process, mm. you automatically get peace and happiness. So it's not a side effect, is it? Or it's a side effect? It's a, it's a side effect. Yeah. Yeah. You're not rewarded in the sense. You're rewarded side effects, the same thing really, but you're not actually looking forward to reward. Yes, yes. You, you study on what we talked about this morning for the next few mornings you made notes, you study it, it will change your attitude. And when you change your attitude, you're less agitated because you understand things better. You understand everyone um, acts based on their vasanas. So now if somebody is causing you irritation every time, you understand this is their vasanas. I feel sorry for them. You know, they can't help it. But why would I be affected by their vasanas? Yeah, instantly you've now understood what happens they don't agitate you anymore. They don't irritate you anymore. So you're more content and happier, aren't you? True. So when you absorb it, it manifests in your everyday life. And you're less agitated. And when you're less agitated, you're happy. Misery is agitations. Happiness is no agitations. Very true. So this is the side effect as you we're as we saying. It's like I had an example actually, um, which I saw, which, okay, here we go. Uh, where is it? Okay, so this will answer your question. Secret of right living. Go beyond the material layers, the body, mind, intellect, and discover the self within until you reach the state of self-realization. Whilst on the path of self-discovery, you gain freedom from all the worries and anxiety and are rewarded with peace and happiness. So just going on that path, you're so rewarded. It's like right now you say, I'm poor and I want to be a millionaire. I say, I have the formula that in three years, you will get to be a millionaire. You follow the formula. And let's say in three years, you haven't reached a million. But still, you're well off. You got, let's say, 750,000. Yeah. So walking on the path, you may not be 100% happy at the end. But relatively, you're 75% happier and peaceful, which you weren't initially. So that's what following the spiritual path, this knowledge does. You may not reach that state of self-realization in this life, but you're so rewarded with peace and happiness. Every step you take, you're more peaceful, more happy, more productive, 
what more does one want in life? Isn't that what everyone is looking for? Peace and happiness. So forget about reaching that goal. Just walk the path. You'll be so much more content with work, with relationships, with family, and within. You'll just be more happier. That's what happens when you identify with the self within you. Nothing bothers you afterwards. And anyone know why nothing bothers you? What's the understanding? The desires are not there. Desires are not there, yes. Deepa, I know you know. What is it? <laughs> Even this shall pass away. Even this shall pass away. Any issues you have, you know it's temporary. Nothing's permanent. Nothing's permanent. Nothing is permanent. And the ultimate I, uh, thought is, it's all Maya. Everything's an illusion. Actor on stage, you become an actor on stage in your real life. You know you're the self, but this role you play at this moment in time, just play that to the best of your ability and that's it. What's there to bother you? So it's to get that to that stage. It's not difficult. It's not easy, it's not difficult. As they say, play your part and get away. Play your part and get out. So that's where we, we're trying to head to. Then nothing in the world bothers you. And that reflects into peace and happiness. And this isn't no jantra mantra business, yeah? This is scientific. This <laughs> <laughs> is scientific. Many people, hundreds of thousands of people have reached that stage. And they're, they've held, they're telling us their experience. This is what you need to do. This is the goal of life. We've done it. Follow us. This is what you need to do. That's what, this is what spirituality is all about. Not when you die and then you reach heaven and then everything is there for you. It's not like that. Why not get it here right now? Why wait till then? No one's come back to say what it's like there. Make, make this right now heaven. Make this world right now heaven. Can I say something about that? Please. Again? Please. Um, I, I totally agree with you. And um, I was already, uh, you know, sometimes I, I'm much younger than you guys. And then there are people who are younger than me. But I feel that in my 42 years, I have gone through a lot of um, life experiences. And um, I also, I'm already someone that lives a bit like that already. But the past three months has taught me and I would like to teach, not teach, but say to anyone living a little bit cautiously just live your life just live your like you say nobody does come back and tell us anything nobody uh, you know we we have this mentality of save 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 and um just hoard 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 and we just and we don't live our life we live very cautiously. We, I'm not saying, you know, go out and get tattoos and go snowboarding and, you know, all those uh, extreme sports. But whatever it is that brings you joy, I think everyone should do that to whatever way or whatever ability they want to do it in. Definitely. Some people could be extreme sports and some people could be uh, uh, very mild things. But just do it. Don't say that I'll do it next week or, or next you know, I'm telling you this from my own personal experience without um, getting emotional about it. Um, my, my dad lived a very good life. Um, he did everything he wanted to do. Um, maybe he, there was loads that he still wanted to do, but he did still do a lot, a lot with his children, a lot with his wife, a lot with his grandchildren. And mm -hmm. if anyone can learn from that, just do it. Do, do it today. Do it tomorrow. Don't wait. Yep, absolutely. But do it in line with the scriptures. 
Definitely. No, that, that, that is true as well. Absolutely. Just what I'll add there, just in case some people get crazy ideas. Yeah. <laughs> in line with the scriptures, yeah? Of course. <laughs> Snowboarding with the Vedantas, eh? Anything's allowed in Vedanta, you know, in one thing about Vedanta, one thing about Bhagavad Gita, you will never find anything in there, do not do this. Doesn't say don't eat meat, doesn't say don't smoke, doesn't say don't drink, yeah? But it'll tell you, this is how you should live your life. And if you don't, if you do other things uh, which is contrary to this, then there will be a negative effect. But it doesn't say don't do it. It warns you that if you do this, the effect may be this. But then it's up to you. Again, can I just say something on what you just said? I read that again in spiritual um, scriptures and in the Bhagavad Gita. And this is what I try to explain to my children, that I'm not saying no to anything. And our religion or our culture or our spirituality doesn't say no to anything. But there's a reason why they say not to do it. Alcohol leads to um, changing of the mind, but it doesn't say no. It doesn't say, no, don't do this. It doesn't say, and I like to think I raise my kids in that way where I'm not telling you no, but you just need to know the reasons of why they say not to do it. That's all. That's it. Then it's their choice. That's why in the Gita it says, this is the pros, this is the cons of how you live your life. Now it's up to you. So there's no like, you do this, you'll go to hell. There's nothing like that. No, definitely. And I don't want to bring them up that way either. Yeah. There's no do's and don'ts. I'm just letting you know that this is how it's given. Because it's, everyone's got their own intellect to think. And then you live your life based on that. Lovin, any last words? The thinking. Your mic's not on. You're on mute. You're on mute, Shilohan. You've had it on mute all ah. the time. That's what no, that I, no, that the, the mic was on mute. I'm listening. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell a very brief experience I had on. Uh, I won't say I went in a meditation mode, but while I was away in New Zealand, I went to this person, Prainbai. Uh, he used to teach meditation there. And initially, the first two, twice um, I went, and you know, everybody's so quiet and um, they go full into the meditation zone. But I just couldn't do it. And then I spoke to him, and he said it very nicely. He says, Nobody can meditate uh, very simply, but the way to practice it is sit down initially for five minutes a day. Think, try and think of nothing. Like he didn't. He doesn't give you a mantra or anything. He says, just clear your mind. If you see an ocean, the waves, the sounds, just concentrate on that and have as little thoughts as possible. And I started with that. And it's amazing within a couple of weeks of just practicing that simple technique of just sitting and having no thoughts. Even if it's for a minute, it will take, like you say, it takes, it takes time. But even for that minute, if you have no thoughts, it does take you to an, a different place altogether. And when you come out of it, you feel so re-energized. Uh, and I did it for at least, I stayed there for four months. I did it for three months. And it was one of the best experiences ever because when we go to, to wherever they have the meditation sitting for that week, uh, it's the collective energy we all had through uh, giving, you know, bouncing off each other that really, really helped. So, and you obviously have to sit in one space, one spot on a daily basis. You can't change your place every day initially. Once you learn the full technique, then you can try and meditate anywhere you want to. But initially you have to be in that one spot every day for however many minutes you can sit down and not think of anything. 
Mm. And uh, yes, it, it is, it's really life changing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Right, it's 8.30. Thank you for your contributions, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. And we will have our normal class on Sunday.